If you want to doom your future, all you have to do is forget about your past. Right now, all around you, a massive effort is underway to rewrite our history. It's an attempt to push a secular, woke agenda on young people. So what should you do about it? That's what we're gonna talk about on today's episode of the Creation Today show. We as Christ followers have an obligation and a responsibility to stand for the truth, not to argue with the lies. All that we call human history, money, poverty, ambition, war, prostitution, classes, empires, slavery is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God, which will make him happy. It is a massive undertaking to change the direction of a culture that is absolutely steeped in the money made from slaves. But who are we to judge? We have a culture steeped in the money made from murdering babies. Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hovind, affirms the ultimate authority of God's Word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. Hey, uh, to all my partners out there, great to see you guys hanging out with me. PK, good to see you. I just saw in the chat that you're joining us on the Grand Canyon Tour. Oh my goodness, that is going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. Gary and Chris and Cheryl and Amber and Andrew and everybody else, great to have you guys hanging out with us. You're going to love today's conversation. You really are going to enjoy this. If you're new to the Creation Today Show, by the way, I'm your host, Eric Hovind. We are a discipleship program that gives you foundational truths that help you glorify God in everything you do. Our goal is to turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones on your journey to know Christ and make Christ known. My guest today says that if history is boring, then it's not history. And as someone who, I'll admit, fell asleep in way more classes of history than I can remember, I appreciate her approach to teaching history. Thousands have enjoyed her podcast, Real Cool History for Kids, because she has a passion to see kids not only learn history, but love it as well. She's the author of America's Story Series and the World Story Series. She's the mother of four who has homeschooled for 17 years. And I think I can get away with this. She's the female version of David Barton himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Angela O'Dell. Angela, welcome to the Creation Today show. Wow, that was quite the build-up. David Barton, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, come on, he's awesome. And I listen he to your amazing. podcast. He's amazing. I heard your podcast. You got it, girl. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's pretty cool. I, I love listening to that. Oh, and you know what? I need to correct you on something. Uh, I homeschooled for 22 years. Oh, 22. <laughs> oh, wow. 22 yes. years now. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So yes. you got a little bit of experience. Is that what you're saying? Just a little, just a little. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Well, tell me, um, I, I might, well, forgive me. First of all, my brother Kent, he is the joke teller. He got that from my dad. He he gave me a couple of jokes and I just got to, I got to try these out and find out how smart you are when it comes to history since <laughs> oh, that's what you no. teach, okay? Do you know why, Angela, the early days of history are called the Dark Ages? 
Because there wasn't electricity? I don't know. No, because there were so many nights. Didn't... Uh, oh. Kent, <laughs> I don't know that one. My brain just did not go there. Hey, how about this? And how about... How was the Roman Empire divided? How did the empire get cut in half? I have no idea. It's something Come dumb, on, isn't with, it? With the pair of Caesars. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Kent, nice try, buddy. So um, oh, no. you have the study in history and you yeah. have a, a show called uh, Keepers of History. Or that's your, your, your ministry. You've written books on this. You are known for saying, hey, we really have to teach history at the right level. I, I'm real curious where we're at today. What's going on today? Why do we right now need to be keepers of, as we're calling today's show, real history or your title, keepers of history? What's going on in our world? I think the question is what's not going on in our world. Um, mm. It is such an attack. It's such an attack. Um, and it's not just about history. It's about the human race. Um, I, actually, I go into this in this talk. So I don't want to say too much, but this is not a new, this is not a new uh, war. It's, it's just uh, uh, the current battle. Uh, it started when Satan tried to uh, stage his heavenly coup in heaven. And really, that's um, that's kind of, it, it's just, it, this is the new face of it, the new face. So, um, yeah, it's it's really a war over who gets to decide what is real and what is truth. Boy. Okay, so how did you get into this real quick before you start kind of giving us this presentation? What what made you go, I've got to talk about this? Well, um, it's the everything I do, you know, a why is always rooted in history, right? And I mean personal history, not I mean like history of the United States or the world. It's personal history that creates your why, uh, why you do things. And it becomes the passion, uh, the fire that keeps it going. And mine happens to be the fact that I spent the first 17 and a half years of my life in a cult. Um, I was wow. conceived, born and raised in a cult for the first 17 and a half years of my life. So I was, I spent that many years listening to lies about who God is and who I am and about the world around me. And so as when God rescued me from that, um, and it's 30 years ago, uh, he rescued me and it has, it has taken, well, I'm, you know what? I, I'm not over. It, it's not, it's not going to be over till I'm dead. I'm not going to be whole until I stand before him, just like anybody else. But God has used the last three decades of my life to do just an immense healing. And it had, it had to do with um, how I saw him. That, that was the root of it. So- Everything um, I do is about pointing people and especially young people and children to the heart of God. And that that is why I do what I do, because I know what healing um, comes from being in the know about who God is. Uh, it's just like the new program that I'm creating is called Courageous Identity because um, it, it is no God, no you. And it's true. Um, it's it's this you know, we like to separate things out into subjects. This is history. This is science. This is philosophy. This is um, logic. And this, you know, all these different things. But in reality, everything is meshed together. Everything is woven together because it's it all overlaps and shares the same um, characteristics that God gave it to make it 
come into being. So when we look at the world around us, we see the the uh, the laws of nature and the laws of logic and all of the things that represent God's nature. So that's that's really where I come from. Um, I I just want kids to know, young people to know, the parents to know how much God loves them. He did not make a mistake putting them here at this time in history. So I know that he gave me my story to be able to connect with just so many people. It has allowed me to jump into the lives and to understand parts of different things that people have have experienced and have overcome. So that's that's really where I came from. But as far as the history com- is concerned, um, as I was homeschooling my kids, and like I said, we're we're done now. Our youngest is in college. But as I was homeschooling our kids, I just couldn't find um, history that I really, really liked. There were history books about um, interesting things in history, but I would find myself reading them and then retelling it in a way that connected <laughs> with the child's heart. And so my my whole goal is heart-focused education. That's That's kind of my whole thing. Um, so I believe that if you engage the heart, you win the war. Um, and that is really what we're talking about today. Honestly, it's not just about history. It's about engaging our kids to help them to realize where they've come from, why they're here and where they're going and how they can connect to that journey. That's awesome. I think of that passage in in Luke. I was actually trying to find it. I'm like, oh, I don't remember exactly which chapter it's in. But when Jesus literally says to his disciples, hey, if you abide in my truth, you know, you talk about really knowing Christ. If you abide in my truth, then you will be my disciple. Then you will know the truth. Then the truth will set you free. So there really is a progression there of knowing God that leads to being set free that you're describing and That is really cool. Well, I'm ready to jump in and learn from you how I need to be a keeper of history, of real history, and what our role as parents, as citizens, as uh, as hopefully Christians, if you're out there and you're a Christian watching this, like what is our role? What should we be doing? What do we need to be thinking when we think through history? So take us on a journey. So we're not just keeping history, we're keeping real history. We're keeping it real here, people. So like I said before, the attack on history um, and historiography, which is the telling of history, right? Um, (laughs) There has been a a war waged on that. And it's also on science and philosophy and logic and any discipline that is governed by uh, absolutes. It's a war on who gets to decide what is real and what is truth. I always tell my history students that this war started when when Satan staged his heavenly coup. He tried to overthrow the authority of God, and he's been trying to ever since. This is nothing new. Um, but we know who has the last word. So the next three slides are going to be just a quick overview of simply the the three takeaways that we're going to unpack throughout the rest of this um, session. Okay. So the first one is we are not in a battle against flesh and blood. We get so distracted with this, you guys. We get so distracted. We are not fighting against the people who are trying to rewrite history, okay? We're not. The attack on history is not truly about the events of the people. It's about who we are as people now. 
right? It is about who we are now. It's always about identity. It's always about identity. We come out searching for who we are. And God says, hey, I made that on purpose. I made that hole there on purpose because I'm the only one that can complete you. And then um, number three is we as Christ followers have an obligation and responsibility to stand for the truth, not argue with the lies. We can get so distracted with arguing with the lies. That is not why we're here. Um, we, we need to remember that we are, we are, uh, the fight that we are in is not against something. It is for something. It's for wow. the truth. It's for the youth of our generation. It's so easy to get stuck on all the things we hate that we see that, that are going on around us. <clears throat> but instead of focusing on that, we need to focus on our responsibility that God has given us. Because the, the youth of this generation are the ones that are, are falling prey to the lies more than anybody else. It's the youth of this generation. So let's go back to that. This is not a battle against flesh and blood. Um, it is, it's against the, the darknesses, the principalities of the air. We know this. We, we all know the armor of God. We all understand that, but do we operate from it? As we face what's going on in our culture, we must, above all things, use this truth as a filter, okay? it's a, This is a really big point. When we look at the world around us, it is so easy to go into a tailspin of fear. We react instead of being proactive, instead of making a plan to move forward in our lives in a way that actually will accomplish something, all we do is react to everything that's being thrown at us. And there is a lot being thrown at us. So in, in order to keep ourselves from freezing in fear, I always say we need to preach the truth of the gospel Man. and our God-given purpose to our own hearts first. Okay? It's because the truth is nothing we can sense with our natural senses, including people, they're not our true enemy. We must remember that Satan is the father of lies, the creator of confusion, chaos, and division. And I don't know about you, but I have seen so much of the of the um, telltale signs of Satan's work all around me that I it makes me so oh my goodness, it makes me so mad. The attack, especially on our kids, it just just burns me. Um, but we mean, we need to remember that we're not playing by his rules, okay? Um, we know who's king, and we know how the story ends. We need to stay engaged and ready to think clearly, clearly, clearly. We are called to be influences for Christ in this culture to which we are assigned. We were not put here on accident, you guys. We are here for a reason, and it is time to step up the game the the battle is on um and but we also real need quick to... angela real quick i'm going i i find myself going i don't think i appreciated what you're saying several years ago as much as i appreciate it right now because i'm realizing the best thing to do is not get distracted with all the oh my goodness i gotta swat that fly and swat that fly and swat that battle so it's be somebody who presents the truth and i'm realizing more and more that that is the reality. If we can be known for what we are proclaiming 
rather than what I am against. Because we got so it's it's almost like it's easier in our culture today to be like, oh, I'm against that, and I'm against that, and I'm against that, and I'm against that. Instead of just saying, here's what I'm for, because that that brings up stuff that, oh, well, you can you can get more attention when you're talking about what you're against. But when you're saying, let me just share the truth and get that out there. Boy, that that is what we need. We need to be fighting the right uh, tactics here and mm-hmm. presenting the truth to the world. So true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we we are called to to deal in truth and love. And I don't mean it as the world means it. I mean it as God has proclaimed truth and love that is intertwined. You cannot have one without the other. Okay. So to keep history, we must learn how to think logically. To think logically is to think like God thinks, right? Yes. Align our thoughts with his. I don't know about you, but it seems like logic has blown the coop in this world. It seems there are so many contradictory uh, terms, viewpoints, uh, just so many. It's just it's just part of the confusion and the lies and the chaos. God's mind determines truth, and our minds discover that truth. So, if we want to learn what He thinks about something, where do we go? To what He said. Exactly. We have His word, right? We have His word. And although the validity of his word has been undermined for years, we know as Christ followers, followers, it is his word and it can be trusted. And not only can it be trusted, it must be trusted because it is the baseline of truth that we need to stand on no matter what is going on around us. So now, I know I have some skeptics out there that disagree with you on that, but for you skeptics and for my Christian friends, Angela is hitting the nail on the head here, guys. And this is Angela. This is something that I'm. I feel like it's become more clear to me recently uh, than it than it has in the past because we've got quote evangelicals Christians saying now, hey, don't don't argue with the secular world saying, well, this is what God says. Tell them, well, this is what Luke says, and this is what John says, and this is what Matthew says, and this is what Mark says, because they they were the ones who wrote it. And it's like, that is a very subtle way of undermining this from being the Word of God, the oracles of God. It was God through Mark, God through Matthew, God through Luke that wrote these things. And that is a huge difference. If it's just John, if it's just Eric writing his account, Versus <laughs> inspired by God. That's mm-hmm. a major difference. You got to understand. That. So absolutely, she's the nail you, on the head. If you can get rid of that second uh, author, that is the second author of every single book in the Bible. If we can undermine that united message that runs through the Bible, then we can chop it all up, and it becomes uh, as as useless as a any other book. Yeah. In, in our lives. How do we know that? Because that's exactly what's happening today. It's exactly what's happening. Doing that in the yep. world, and that is creeping its way into the church, and it's 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 destroying real history. It's doing the exact Absolutely. thing that you're out here talking about. It's destroying real history. Yeah. Well, in in what better place to start than the true story of the ancient history? You yes. know, seriously, true story of ancient history. I had somebody <clears throat> get so mad at me because I used when I wrote. 
uh, the world story one, which is the the story of the ancients, creation through the Romans, I use the Bible as my uh, my spine. That's what I called it, my spine. And so there are readings throughout. And by the time the student gets through that book, they've read huge sections of the Bible because I want them to understand that biblical history is world history. There is not a biblical history and a world history that that just simultaneously happened. It is the same history. Okay. So um, here we go. We're going to continue on here. The, the attack on history is not truly about the events or people of the past. It's about who we are as people now. And many in this secular world, and unfortunately, Many people who call themselves Christians, and I believe really do have a heart for God, are caught up in being tolerant and diverse and inclusive, okay? They've bought into the lies taught in the critical race theory and the fluid gender doctrine. And don't argue with me that it isn't a doctrine. It most certainly is a doctrine. Anything that is held as a truth um, a, be- a belief system as truth that governs our life, it is a doctrine. These false theories are based on being the judge and the jury, okay? And very few are found innocent in their courtrooms. There are massive agendas at play here. So many that I can't even get into it. There's just, there's no sense in even bringing any of them up because we all know what they are we all know that it's corruption in the government, and we know that it's uh, um, it's it's corruption. It's corrupt. Yeah. But the, the way you say it right there, because because that's what I find. If people think they are an animal now, if they're brought up with the evolution worldview and they think they're an animal, that affects the way they behave. That's absolutely so if true. You can, if you can get somebody to not think the truth about who they are now or to believe a lie about who they are now, which <laughs> means they don't have a right history, you get to control them based on absolutely. what you want them to believe. Absolutely. And 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 evolution is as much a religion as as any other religion in the world. And it is a religion of hopelessness and and confusion yeah. and lies. Um and the, what's unfortunate is most people who buy into these these <laughs> theories and these um, uh, doctrines, there it's it's all rooted in in the age old human desire to create something uh, like a utopian culture here on Earth. To it, well, we're just going to put it this way: we've studied history enough to know that this is not a new goal, and every time that it has been tried. In history, implemented in history, it has ended with a, a complete and utter disaster in usually millions of people's lives. Yeah. It is just not going to happen here on Earth. So in reality, all this has very little to do with actual history, really, of the world or the country. It does have much to do with broken philosophy and worldview that has grown in the rocky soil of the human race's mantra since the fall. We must find something besides God to fill our souls. Wow. You probably have noticed that purging history has two stages. First, removing anything that doesn't meet the current standard of tolerance. Thus, we are seeing 
uh, Civil War statues um, defaced or toppled. Um, everything that has been found guilty in the trial room of political correctness and racial segregation and acceptance and validation of gender confusion, all of it. And it has been replaced with something they believe does meet those standards, right? So what we have is condemning and removing of classic children's literature. Like I just pulled these two just because I have these on my shelf. <laughs> and um, one of those. Yeah. And it, it, it because they they find it offensive, right? Um, because it contains historical settings, events, jargon, scenarios from a past era, all of which that they find offensive now. And then they replace it with something just wonderful. I just want you to know that I Googled these. Oh, wow. Yep, I Googled these. I found these on um, Google Images. And now I'm getting all kinds of pop-ups asking me if I want to see more. Wow. Yes, um, because that's what happens. So, so they're literally taking out the classics because it has something they disagree with and using that and then replacing it with the, the, the latest and greatest. Uh, wow. The hit, if you're on the podcast listening, she's showing a book called The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish, Swish, Swish and Uncle Bob's Wedding. And it's two guys that are getting married. And uh, clearly there is an agenda going out in this uh in, in these titles that's uh mm -hmm. that's pretty clear and sad mm -hmm. oh my goodness yeah and you know i i'm not going to park on this too long because honestly this could be an entire session on its own um i have um i've studied many years about uh childhood trauma and i look at these things and i think to myself where in the world on what planet is it okay to have this kind of thing that children are being force-fed and being this is being normalized for these children. How would you come out the, okay, we see the tearing down of statues right now. I'm really curious about that. How, when you're saying, hey, we need to be a keeper of real history, are you going, hey, even if these guys, because you'd have to get rid of George Washington, I mean, our founding president, they're, they're trying to take down, you know, like you said, Civil War statues and Robert E. Lee statues and Okay, so so walk us through a proper biblical perspective of that. What should we be thinking when we see these things? Well, you know, I'm not even a really a person who who appreciates statues for the statues themselves. <laughs> it's what they represent, and it's what it's like a book burning. It's a um, it's this attitude that we get to decide what everybody in the country should think about something that is it's offensive you know what i mean there's no where where is the freedom in being able to um say that man um any any of these statues of of uh people from the past that man was a man he had good traits he had bad traits he did yeah. good things he did bad things he, everything he did wasn't golden. Everything he did wasn't junk. You know, so why can't we just have uh, some balance in life? Why can't we just have some uh, where, you know, that expression, where's the happy medium? You know, <laughs> uh, I am a person who believes that there is 
Um, this is a free country. If people want to write books like this, it's a free country. But why replace something that has been established with something like this? Why, why can't we have the right to have both? Okay, I don't agree with this stuff. I'm, but like I said, I am a person that believes in free speech. So make a book like this. That doesn't mean that I have to go look at it. And it doesn't mean that my kids need to go look at it. Now I have grandchildren. I have three little grandsons and a little granddaughter on the way. And it's like where I, I guess I'm going to be keeping every book I own. Real book. <laughs> yeah. You, you know? You got, you got the best of the best. Uh, Erica in the chat. Man, Erica, you're putting in a lot of great scripture here. So true. Uh, it reminds us of 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. I won't read it all, but it's that passage that says, Knowing this first, um, it, that in the last days perilous times will come, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unforgiving, adulterers, slanderers, self uh out uh, uh, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, heady, high-minded. I remember memorizing this back in school. And yeah, great point. Here's what we're seeing. That statue wasn't erected in order to, to show off and showcase the bad that that person had done. The, right. It was to talk about the good that they had done. So where's the good? Where do we find that? That's, that's right. exactly what you want people to do in you. If we were to unpack your life, we could find plenty of bad to cancel you in life, the goal isn't to find all the bad you've done. It's to go, um, hey, is there anything good? Is there anything that you can bring to the table? So, uh, yeah, so it's okay to to be balanced and have both of these and talk about both of these and say, here's where they got it right, here's where they got it wrong, and we need right. to be able to talk about both. Exactly, and that's really what is being attacked is the right to be able to look at the whole picture. If if you don't meet the criteria of the the political correctness of this day and age, then you are you are tried and found guilty and banished as the bad guy in history. And it's and it's just it's just wrong on every every level. So yeah, well, this Angela, garbage before, is, I was gonna say before place. I get banished on YouTube and Facebook, I need to kick them off so we can say some more uh, egregious things according to their standards. Okay. So, Hey, YouTube and Facebook, thank you guys for hanging out with me for the first part of this conversation. If you want to join me next week, I'm going to be having a great conversation on the Bible, the origin story. What is the truth about where the Bible came from? It's with my friend, Jay Seeger. You're really going to enjoy this conversation with Jay. Uh, the background of the Bible, where did we actually get it? Do we have the, the oracles of God? Do we have the word of God or is this just the words of man. Hey, I want you to get in touch with Angela. You can do that. Uh, Angela, I'm, I'm assuming the best way is the podcast. That's the way I learned about it uh, through uh, the Keepers of History or um, uh, podcast. Is that the best way to uh, to to get in touch with you or to get your information? Yeah, there's a, there's a contact form right on my website right there. So perfect. Yep. So uh, get on there. It's uh, it's in the chat and uh, make sure you check and get. Uh, do, you, do you have an email list? Do you let people subscribe to what you do or is the podcast the best subscription thing to get on? Um, I have both. I both. have both. Okay. Either yep. way, jump on. Your kids are going to love listening to. I was literally uh, last several days been listening to some of her podcasts. It's got the little boy's face just like that. Jump on that podcast. Hit or subscribe. Real cool history for kids. Make sure you're jumping on there. And I love it because you're actually interacting with your audience, Angela. You're doing a, you're, you're, you're 
wishing happy birthday to people that are on your podcast listeners and on your list. So anyway, and you get lots of uh, shows that come from ideas from guests. So if you have an idea of a history, a time in history that you want Angela to talk about, you can write her and let her know that. That is uh, a really cool way of always having popular uh, popular shows is doing what people are asking you to talk about. I love it. Uh, so guys, I look forward to seeing you next week. If you want to join me for the rest of the show with Angela and get access to everything we do, come on over to creationtoday.org and just partner with us for any amount. And you can join us for everything we've done past, present, and future. I'll see you over at creationtoday.org.